0: welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood. And as a mindset coach, pilot in training and visionary for hire, I hope this podcast gives you insights that not only impact your business and your personal life, but thus the world for the better. Good morning. Happy Sunday, wherever you are. I am recording this one. Less than one week, one day less than one week from the day you're hearing it. Uh, And I'm actually recording a few things today because I'm going to be traveling for my wedding. Um, For those of you who don't know or haven't listened to the 12 times my fiancé has been on this podcast, we met in 2017. We consider the day that we met to be our anniversary because we just were like, love at first sight, you're it. I thought he was going to propose within, gosh, like six weeks. And he didn't propose till our two-year anniversary, and that was in January 2019. I was like, oh, for sure, we're going to try to get married this year, but summer was too close for New England weddings, and um, I didn't want a winter wedding, so we planned 2020, and obviously you've lived through that, unless somehow this episode has caught you in the past if you jumped a timeline. (laughs) And we did not get married in 2020, we got pregnant. 2021 it was still a little weird to travel uh, when we had to make the call in February so we are getting married this summer and I am going to be out in Aspen slash snowmass Colorado for two weeks and while I am out there while I leave for there on the 26th of June the day this drops the next uh July 3rd on our wedding day You guys are going to actually get to hear an interview with Jeff, and he has not been on in over a year, which is crazy. The last time he was on, we recorded my birth story, which is the most listened to episode of this podcast, interestingly enough. And so you guys are going to hear us talk about a relationship and spirituality. Um, And then not on this podcast, I haven't confirmed if we'll get to put it here, but on July 4th, I'm actually interviewed by the breakup coach Dorothy on How to Get Over Your Ex podcast, which has millions of listeners. About my journey to Jeff, about my relationship and all of that. So, a lot around Jeff and I in two weekends, or in one week from when you're listening to this, two weeks from when I'm recording. And I'm really excited to be here. So, for those of you who don't know, or maybe you just decided to start with this episode today, um, if you're listening in, in semi real time, somewhere in the middle of 2022, and you haven't listened to recent episodes nearby this one, you may not know, I am hosting a mastermind this August through November. It's end of August, August 29th through November 23rd. It's that perfect quintessential back to school time, which energetically as a collective, we kind of all go through a little bit of like, let's get our shit together or let's learn something new energy, which is fun. And it's all about the mother and the queen archetypes. It's called the mother queen archetype or mastermind And this is for people who are going to resonate with the episode today. I'm so stoked about what came through this morning about this episode. Um, And people who are like, okay, I am a little burnt out from Boss Babe Energy, Boss wave energy is not what I thought it was. Um, Working for myself with myself as a solopreneur or working in this higher up amazing job I manifested is actually the bane of my existence because I feel like I have too much to hold or I'm not enjoying my life. I need to find joy and fun or you are really uncomfortable in receiving support, receiving help, delegating. So we're going to go through the archetypes of divine, the two divine feminine archetypes that I have been personally studying for the last two and a half years, the mother and the queen. Both of them are radical shifts. And w- when they, when we tune into them together, magic happens. Um, I have been working on them in tandem. So while some of you may be attracted to this mastermind, which is linked in the bio for the mother key codes, you will learn so much about the queen that it will actually help how you mother and the mother will actually help how you queen. Because a queen that is a mother is compassion- more, a little more compassionate. And a mother who is a a queen doesn't get burnt out. So really interesting stuff. Would love to invite you guys here. Um, At some point, early August, just stay tuned for this. I haven't set a date yet. I'm going to drop a little um, live workshop on this. Um, So stay tuned for that. And final note on this, I promise it all kind of adds up. Um, I'm going to be giving a free session between july 15th and the launch of the program for anyone who joins um a very deep dive session um, if you sign up before july 15th so you're hearing this june 26th or potentially before july 15th um i will honor that session um so just let me know uh and you'll get three sessions because part of joining the mastermind is two deep one-on-one sessions with me um the whole cost of the program is about $2600 that's 888 a month it's 2664 but 888 a month um i typically charge $2000 a month for my coaching for a 4 month commitment which is $8000 this is a massive deal you guys So if you've ever thought about working with me um this is your gateway. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, today we are talking about maiden to mother, and this morning, of course, it like hit me on the head when I was reheating coffee. Today is about the maiden. It's not about the mother because the mother is what we're going to be teaching. But part of the process of maiden to mother is grieving the maiden. So we have to understand what that even what the maiden is and who she is and why she is and when she is and like how do we embrace her to then release her if we're shifting out of her in our lives and why is she amazing and why is she troubled and why is she important to have mastery over um so i drew a card and it was interesting because i drew my out of my goddess deck to kick off this episode um I drew Quan Yin, the goddess of compassion. And when I first saw that, I was like, wow, ah, that can't be right. Of course, it's always right. But I was like, that can't be right. Like, compassion is very mother and like, what? No. Um, and her tagline is, I recognize suffering in, the wor- in order to release it. Curiosity breeds compassion. And it was actually that last line that tied it all together for me. Curiosity breeds compassion because um whether you're in your 20s right now or you're in your 30s or you're in your 60s or 80s i think we can all agree that our 20s are a time where we're really bumping into things we're like oh i want to go over here i want to try to go on this date with this guy that probably is not my guy but i'm really curious about if he could be um and you're learning so much because you're if you are allowing your maiden archetype to code in you you will lead with curiosity and from that curiosity you will be instilled with a lot of compassion because you're learning about other people you're you know after age 18 most of us get outside of our parents home in some way shape or form you know i was fortunate to study abroad i was fortunate to um go to school uh, one state over only two two hours from home but it still felt far away um we live we try living on our own we try living with roommates we um try out different jobs and so that curiosity allows us to learn and the more that we learn the more wisdom we gain the more we understand people that aren't like us because again prior to 18 we kind of just know what we've seen and what we've been exposed to and depending on your parents and all of that you've exposed to certain things and sometimes uh, or not sometimes a lot of Times when we look back on our 20s, which is our, our maiden phase of life, even into our 30s really, um, we get – this uh exposure to wow like the world is bigger than i thought wow i i didn't know that people dyed their hair pink or people had different religions or people have sex before marriage or you know whatever whatever that is so it actually really did allow me to like like okay this card is perfect kuan yin i'm gonna read you there's like a lot of backstory around her um she is helping people, like, you know, be with their emotions too. And our, our 20s are usually highly emotional and reactive. <clears throat> but listen to this Quan Yin is about the deep medicine that comes from simply being willing to hear or bear witness to someone else's pain. So it's like that waking up to like getting out of our own little egocentric lives, because we're experiencing the world, um, to really listen. We have to move from the ego. To the soul, so that the story we're listening to doesn't become about us or trigger us. Uh, This also applies to the moments when we are listening to the story that we tell ourselves about who we are. We are often far harsher and less forgiving to ourselves than we would ever be to someone else. Kuan Yin suggests that we listen simply with curiosity. Curiosity allows us to detach from needing to take the suffering of someone we love personally curiosity is a door that leads us to compassion it frees us from the feeling as though we have to react to what we hear or defend or explain part of our suffering or part in their suffering we can just perceive the pain they're in or we can finally hear our own cries of despair and not seek to judge or mystify them we can just be present to what needs to be heard Yin is the powerful energy of giving witness to our own or to someone else's suffering Often, just a calm, abiding presence of compassion is all that is needed to transform suffering into clear light. And I was like, "Oh my God, she's the bridge. She is the bridge from maiden to mother, curiosity, and the owning of our own struggles." Because a lot of what what we're being like, our curiosity is is leading us to is is you know, in my opinion, guided from our higher self, guided from our spirit guides, guided from what our soul is really here to do and part of being able to do what our soul is really here to do is to wake up (laughs) and realize there's more to the world than you know the four corners of the home we grew up in Uh, there's more to the world than the small troubles that we have been um, obsessing over like our butt not being big enough or our waist not being small enough or not feeling pretty enough or getting dumped by this guy and learning about other people's challenges helps us see our own, right? Everything's a mirror. And instead of getting triggered by other people's stuff because it's showing us something that's not healed within us, we can actually look within. Uh, And that's so much about what the maiden's journey is. So a beautiful poll for us this morning. Well, it's morning for me, wherever you are listening. Maybe you're listening out in the future. And um, I hope this serves you so left of me i actually still have my own copy of dare to move on my desk um it's my book that i wrote you can find it on amazon and something that came through recently on instagram i was um making a list it's saved as a highlight in case you're curious of all the books i recommend i think there's like 30 of them and one of them of course had to talk about mine And what I used to say to people was, oh, it's just a story about your 20s. Oh, you know, it's really just my dirty laundry aired out. I don't even know that girl anymore because there was a huge shadow of shame and embarrassment around my maiden because the maiden is fucking messy, you guys. And so now what I actually wrote um, in the slide when I shared about suggesting my own book was that, you know, I used to just call this a a beach fun read. And it is there's sex scenes. There's like four different men. There's. There's a chapter on my dating, you know, period of life, all of that good stuff. Um, my struggles with my dad, my father wound, um, without knowing it was really that's what it was. <laughs> um, but now, what I said is this is my this is my maiden encapsulated into a book. So if you are in your twenties and you're like, whoa, I need to see, I need to have permission to get messy. I need. Uh, to uh, be motivated to let my curiosity lead me, I'm going to be daring. I mean, the book is called Dare to Move. The maiden is fucking daring. She's courageous. She's the one that dances on tables. <laughs> she's, you know, the one that wears the skimpy outfits. It's daring. It's fun. It's sexy. Um, she's adventurous. And some of you who are newly wed and don't have kids yet uh, could still very much be in your maiden. And soak that shit up. Even if you're partnered, you can still be in your maiden. If you're not partnered, you can be in your maiden. And we can also, um, accidentally or intentionally, Uh, step into the mother while still in our maiden, which is a little bit juxtaposing. So an example of that is um, maybe you have to become a caretaker um, of siblings, cousins, family members when you're in your maiden. Um, And so if that's you right now, wherever you find yourself, I want to, uh, what I'm feeling called to share is like, make sure you make space for your maiden. And it doesn't mean you're being irresponsible. The maiden needs to go out and live her life. She needs adventure. She needs fun. She needs um, sexual exploration. She needs um, that like an element of hustle. So part of the way you could be if you are in a caretaker, like experiencing your hustle and your hard work and like your go-getterness could be taking care of someone. And chances are you're so you have cancer in your chart because <laughs> cancers are caretakers. uh but don't feel like it's completely quashing your maiden because your maiden can still be experienced. And it also just tells me like you are it's ex- also experiencing the a little bit of the mother archetype, which is a bit more of the caretaker. And who knows, maybe this is a gift to you to have a better transition to your mother when you become an actual mother of. A puppy a business a big creative project or a literal baby um the other thing is if you are a mother and some of this is like you're like but you're like feeling that like wanderlusty vibes or that yearning vibes after over over things i'm saying there might have been a chance that you didn't get to fully experience the maiden um archetype and i totally get that um that can be triggering because maybe you had kids super early. Like my mom, I don't think she fully got – I mean, she had fun in college and whatever, but I don't necessarily think she got a full expression of maiden. Um, And that might be you too. And so there are things you can do to like honor the parts of you that did get uh, to experience it as I kind of go through some pillars of that in a moment um, and, or just do something fun and sexy, um, and bring her into your life. Now you could be in your sixties or seventies and bring maiden in. Like there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And to be honest, um, if, if, if what I'm about to say about like the sexual stuff is, um, I don't know, seems alluring or exciting to you. Like, I would actually encourage you to like look up the wild woman archetype or the lover archetype because she's a more embodied and less like messy version of uh, the sexuality part that the maiden's trying to tap into. So um, there's also those archetypes too, which we're not going to really get into today, but they also have very empowered sexual energy. So um, again, the maiden is normally (laughs) um happening for us through us with us after that like age 18 or or really like after you get your period i like 18 just because in our society right now we typically live at home um until we go to school or we graduate high school and go begin our careers so you know that's for me that's a little bit um it's easier to be in the fuller expression of maiden however My maiden, I I can look back to in high school, I had this interesting, maybe it was my (laughs) inner princess uh, queen in training coming through, but I had this interesting experience in high school of like several men taking me on like men, boys, uh, boys taking me on really lovely dates. Um, one young man named Jack, uh, he put some lights up down this path. We live, um, our town has a big lake in it, my hometown. Um, and he took a golf cart from one of his friends and like took me down this lit up golf cart path onto like a boat that one of his friends let him use and like took the top, like the top off the boat and had candles. And we'd like, just hung out under the stars on the boat and then jumped in the water. And one guy took me to a rock quarry to throw rocks in out in the middle of a cornfield. So Indiana. And then one other one that stands out to me was this guy, Tommy, who took me to, um, down by a river bend, um, to watch the fireflies and sit in the back of the truck of his truck bed. And, um, I mean, there were so many others, but you know, there was this element of, um, I'm missing my words here, but like the yearning to like express this other sensual side of yourself to know what it's like to experience early sexuality, to um, kind of like learn this like experience of like your body being turned on like what the hell is that if you've never experienced it i mean again it could be when you're in your teens it could be when you're in your 20s you know some people have zero sexual experiences till their 30s so there's no right or wrong time but for me i can tell you like my maiden really started around that time the other thing that kind of goes into that time period and why i'm sharing that is because that's when i got really interested in like attracting a male um it for me was like this idea of like uh almost like huntress energy which is another archetype but the maiden if you just want to look at the traditional maiden mother queen crone archetypes which usually it's like well some people say it's like the triple goddess the maiden mother crone or sorry yeah maiden mother crone and then some people say there's a fourth in there which is the queen uh and That school of thought doesn't always include the other archetypes. They're just looked at together. But there is the huntress, which is also occurring during your maiden, which is very much about like hustle and going after it and conquering and for me like I always wanted men's attention which does come from my wounding but that's part of the maiden is also learning our wounds learning our motivations learning like it's like waking up like I said earlier it's like why do we do what we do why am I interested in getting this guy's attention why do I feel I need validation from others and so it's again bumping around into things in your 20s or your 30s or your teens in order to kind of wake up and be like, Oh, I can't believe I'm doing that. Or why am I doing that? Or becoming that like 40 perspective of the observer of like, Oh, that's interesting that I wanted to put padding in my bra to make my boobs look bigger to then have a guy be interested in me because that sounds like fun. (laughs) Um, so it's, it's, again, it's this like early stage of awakening and, um, learning about our power, right? So again, silly but easy example, like, oh, I have power to be a seductress. I have power to create a new side hustle. I have power to earn my own money. Um, it's this youthful energy. And she is, again, like fun, inviting, sexy, determined, and very much in her own world. <laughs> uh, if you read my book, uh, dare to move again, it is the mastery of the maiden if I were to like rename it and sell it again, um because I am just like, I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna start a business. I'm gonna go date this guy and then I'm gonna date these other thirty four men because I did thirty five dates with 50, or fifty five dates with thirty five unique individuals in my maiden phase. Um she is just determined is like, one of the key codes. it's like I'm gonna crush life and I'm so excited and um, that's like the, the the wisdom of the maiden. Now the shadow is like, and I don't believe I'm poss- I'm capable or and I don't believe I'm worthy. I want Prince Charming, but I don't believe in myself. I want validation for success and my body and I think I'm fat. So there's always shadow on the other side of it and a lot of the shadow, of the maiden still has to do with the external because she's still waking up, right? And she hasn't learned that internal equals external. And the stuff she's complaining about on the external are just the early things she's starting to see that bring her discomfort. Because if, so perfect example, if you've been tuning in recently, you know everything I'm about to say, but it might, the maiden kind of will put this into another perspective for you. You know, for instance, when we were talking about what is spirituality in that long episode, I talk about how usually a fitness journey or a serious health concern will will bring us into waking up. Um, So uh, in my late teens, early 20s, I was obsessed with exercise. It was like, I need to change my body. I need to lose fat. I need to be skinnier. I need to have more muscle definition. And I fucking mastered that. I learned all the ways to do all the things to manipulate my body and As much as there was wounds underneath that, right, because there's an equal opposite to everything, Uh, and I didn't realize that I had an eating disorder for way too long, I didn't understand how that came from my mother and father wounds, all of that, Um, it was also very empowering to learn that I could take charge of my health. I could become a better caretaker of myself. And obviously I had to go into the depths of binging and purging and hating myself and all these awful things in order to, by the end of my 20s, the end of my maiden, learn how to care for myself and love myself and i have a whole course on that i recently referred to it as an energetic weight loss program its formal original name is dare to eat 2.0 how to heal your relationship with food and body which can be done at any age and while we're talking about it mine was obviously had obviously begun when i was at the end of my maiden so the maiden is really this um you know coming into her body Wow my my body has A orgasmic spot. (laughs) My body can get wet. My body can be turned on. My body can do lots of really cool and exciting things. It's really just beginning to come home into our bodies. And that can be so triggering based on what we've been through, based on our wounding, based on our shadow of what we don't like about ourselves. So that part of the maiden also becomes aware of those kind of shadowy aspects. And we can run from them, right? And binge drink too much or get an eating disorder over exercise or sit at a desk all day and, avo- and overwork ourselves and not take care of ourselves because we're avoiding what we really feel about our bodies. Um, and that course I created is to help you alchemize all of that so that you don't have to live like that anymore. Um, but the maiden is she's dealing with tons of trials and tribulations about her body and how she feels in it. So it's an awakening and you know so often in what I've been discussing with the mother archetype and the queen archetype like one of the things that stands out to me that I've shared on Instagram numerous times and I know and believe people need to hear things like a thousand times before it sticks so I will keep at it but the queen does not have time to worry about her body like she knows she's beautiful she always looks good and it's like effortless and it's like not an issue it's like of course my hair looks good of course my skin looks good of course I love my body like duh because she knows she has such a big responsibility to her people and her kingdom that like she literally doesn't have time to worry about it and it's coded in her that she is beautiful and amazing and queen so like why would she (laughs) and with the mother And the reason why we have to bridge from maiden to mother is that somewhere, again, for me and for most people, I would say around the end of our maiden phase, when we're kind of in actualizing territory, like we've overcome some of our shame, we've learned how to become more healthy. We've actually gotten in our bodies through learning about exercise and taking care of ourselves. And a lot of that happens in adulthood because as kids, right, we would just play on the playground and that would keep us healthy. And then as adults, we're like, and, you know, in college and in high school, we're sitting all the time and we're like, oh, we actually have to like exercise. Um, So we get in our bodies in order to be in touch with our bodies, in order to learn how to take care of ourselves, because how the heck would we be able to take care of a human, let alone grow a human in our bodies as women, uh, as mother, if we're not in it, right? So the maiden has to learn and experience the embracing of the self, of the body, of health in order to become a mother because we can't, literally cannot get pregnant and gestate a baby if we're not. So this is, might sound like a leap and I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist and I'm not a trained neuroscientist, but I know a lot about neuroscience, but we cannot, a lot of people cannot get pregnant or stay pregnant because they're not in their body. They're they're not in touch with their body and they're still in shame of their body. So one example that's coming up for me is like, People who are embarrassed about their period or people who are embarrassed to have sex, like they want the lights off, not that there's anything wrong with the lights off, but like if they're keeping the lights off because they're in shame with their body, their sacral center is, chakra center is closed. Like having shame around uh, where we grew up or our family or our bodies or ourselves is also like root chakra shame, not feeling safe in our body, root chakra shame or fear. Fear is root chakra issues. Um, we can't be an opening for life because we have to feel safe, safe in where we are safe in the decisions we're making, which the maiden makes some reckless decisions, uh, part of a rite of passage. Um, but we have to be safe in who we are, where we are what we're doing in our bodies to be an opening for life to come in, for life to come through and to feel safe and secure within ourselves. Like, of course my body's got this. Like I said this on this podcast numerous times in different interviews, in my gut health episode, which is all the way back to episode three and episodes with Jeff where I'm like, you know what? Thank goodness that I – like Jeff was like a catalyst for a lot of things for me. Like I started questioning everything when he showed up from – like my health to my gut health to even my sexuality like everything when I when he showed up because it was like oh if this is it like is this really it is this what I really want is this who I really am all those things and I've said a million times here that like if we had wanted to get pregnant in 2017 like if we had known each other prior to that and then 2017 was the year that like we were going to try like I could not have gotten pregnant then I even said it to him when I was going through gut health I'd be like I was like, you know, I know we're, you know, we're being safe and I have this IUD, but like I couldn't get pregnant right now. Like I knew it like intuitively, like my body is not in a state. Like I am inflamed. I have SIBO. I've got a parasite. I've got C-diff. I've got extreme bloating, extreme fatigue. I'm anxious, all of these things because my body was trying to communicate with me because I had been detached from it. So again I spoke about the the shadow of the maiden and the shadow of the maiden is like again detached from her body not willing wanting to feel safe in her body Running away from her body challenges, um, again, feeling like this almost like it could be as intense as hatred for her body, um, not wanting to be in acceptance of a lot of the things that have happened in her life. So she's running from them. And, you know, she's also determined to do other things. So it's a bit of distraction. But the maiden phase of our life encompasses all of that. And sometimes, whether it's exercise addiction or just exercise, becoming an exercise fanatic. Is really your higher self guiding you to get in your body <laughs> and whatever wounds we haven't looked at. So childhood traumas, childhood just general wounding or micro traumas from mother wound, father wound are, you know... Uh, sort of uh what's the word? Openings for that, the the hatred around our body. Like our dad not saying I was good enough or not validating us. So then we internalize I'm not good enough. So oh, I better lose weight and be a size zero in order to be good enough. And I'm gonna focus on becoming a size zero, focusing on that external, like I spoke about earlier, versus like what would it feel like to validate myself? What would it feel like to love myself so much that of course the world and my external reality is gonna show up as loving me however or whoever that is, because I'm a beacon of love for myself. Myself. So as, it, as, it, uh, uh, as is the micro, as is the macro, as is internal, as is external. But we don't really get that because again, the maiden is just waking up. She's like this girl becoming a woman and she has to embrace her body. She has to br- embrace her emotional and mental wounding challenges, tribulations, trials. She is going to be led by curiosity Uh, and we could also say her curiosity is guided by higher self, by spirit guides Um, and she's got to become this, um, it's like mastery of herself. It's mastery of like, I didn't think I could run a marathon and then I did. I didn't think I could earn my own money and get my own apartment or house or I didn't think I could live on my own and I did. And she's bumping into things largely on her own or with a really strong group of girlfriends. Um, Like Sex and the City is like maiden, maiden, maiden Um, until, you know, the later seasons but um, or later movies even. But, you know, it's about, like, I I think about when I lived with my roommate in Chicago and I was like barely home, I was just constantly out and about in the city, cocktails with this friend, yoga class with this friend, uh, workouts by myself, riding the train to my job listening to music like just like with myself for myself because mastery of self a lot would allow me at some point to become a mother Because the mother has to have herself on lock to be a good parent. Everything I'm learning, I've shared this on this podcast before about gentle parenting is like not getting triggered by your child's emotions because you actually have processed your own and you've been, you've given yourself permission, permission to feel big feelings. So when your kid's feeling big feelings, you're not triggered by allowing them to feel them. So we have to become the masters of ourselves. So maybe you're pregnant right now. Maybe you're thinking about getting pregnant right now. Maybe you're a mom that's really struggling in post. Part of depression, or maybe you're in your 50s, 60s, or 70s, and you're like, wow, I kind of missed a lot of this. Never, never too late. Like wherever you are right now, it's like, okay, where did I not master myself? I mean, this is why life coaches exist. This is why intuitive guides like myself exist. This is why mindset coaches exist because sometimes we need like a tour guide or a mountain guide or a guide up Mount Everest, whatever it feels like for you. Proverbially, to walk us down the path of what all this looks like, what all of this is, and as I mentioned earlier, I obviously and you guys know this, but I work with people one on one. It's an eight thousand dollar investment, and that's a big commitment. But that's for the person who's like, no, 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 I really want to do this. And this mastermind I'm hosting August, end of August, really just September, October, November is for you guys to access that at a slightly lower rate with other women who want to do it in community, not just one-on-one. Because if you don't have self-mastery, it is going to be very hard to be a leader in your company. Like there is something weird going on in our world where like, if you look at Theranos, if you look at um, the We Crashed uh, thing on our show on Apple uh, about WeWork or just like the archetype of like the busy CEO who like doesn't eat well and over caffeinates and is always busy and misses her kids things. It's like, doesn't have time to work out. It's like, that's not cool. (laughs) She's actually not helping anyone or the company if she's not taking care of herself or he for that matter. It's like, what? What? Like I know some people in my life, I've witnessed some CEOs, I've w- which I've witnessed the good, the bad, and the ugly, in the clients I've worked with, and in the people I know in my network, and the people who are happy have happy companies. The people who are stressed and busy are trying to create this culture from the outside in, like, oh, we're going to pick these values, I'm going to stay up late, and you know, miss out on family dinner and not go to the gym tomorrow because I'm going to try to create these values that are going to be instilled in this company. It's like they can't be instilled if it's not embodied in the person. So I know I'm like maybe on a little tangent here, but the maiden phase of our life, wherever you are trying to experience it and uh, encapsulate it to then later release her, grieve her, which is part of becoming a mother, uh, we have to have the mastery in ourselves to become a leader because like the queen – doesn't have time like I gave the example early to worry about her body like body mastered like trust her body she's healthy she eats well she takes care of herself she carves out time for it because she realizes how important it is and she doesn't she cannot be a visionary for an entire you know like the old archetype of the queen like kingdom if she is not taking care of herself She has to be well to be in a good headspace, to be in a good mind, to be able to think clearly, to be able to channel from higher guidance, to be able to learn from mentors how to best steer a really big ship. And if she is not mastered in the self and she's toiling over her own mental and emotional tribulations, not that she doesn't have emotions and mental things, she just has a really good process for processing them uh, because she mastered it. It's not going to work for her same thing with the mom like moms need self-care moms need time alone moms need to be nourished too and the timing especially when you have really little kids is not always there in abundance and so, self mastery from your maiden years allows you to be like, okay, I have thirty minutes today. What is my highest and best priority? And there's no overthinking. There's no victim. At, oh, I only have thirty minutes, which I've definitely done. I won't say I, I, I haven't been there because it can be overwhelming. But I'm like, okay, you know what? Today, today, I need to sit in silence or today i need to go on a walk like last week jeff was like why didn't you want to walk with us last week i was like because jeff i've been so busy with this wedding that i haven't had time for my hour-long meditations or 30 minutes to an hour-long breathwork classes i haven't had time to um exercise as much as i usually do so i had a 30 minute window and i knew the highest and best thing for me was to walk alone to music and it was awesome But being honest about that too like made sure he knew that i wasn't avoiding him or rejecting them it was like no no this is what i need to fill my cup up so that i can mother well so that i can be a present person in our family so on and so forth so the maiden phase is about self mastery it is about learning who we love who we don't love what we love about ourselves what we haven't loved about ourselves that we can begin to learn to love about ourselves, what we can be compassionate for within ourselves and the world, Um, what we feel our gifts are to the world. Uh, We go out with a masculine energy of doing it all and it is a good time for some boss babe energy until it's not <laughs> and it's exhausting uh, but it is a little bit of that boss babe HBIC energy uh, pra- it's like a practice trial with that because the queen's the real HBIC but nevertheless we do self-mastery and I'm not going to go into the mother because I'm literally hosting a three-month course on it because it's a lot but what I'll say is the mastery of the maiden is the bridge to the mother, right? A big pillar being embodiment, being in our bodies, being healthy, uh, learning how to take care of ourselves, so that our body is in a good place to welcome uh, a baby. Um, and also before that, even to find a partner, if that's something that you would like to do or to find your match, so to speak, with career, to find your match with friendships, to find your match with the right city. And so we, we can't just think that the city is going to fix us or the partner is going to fix us, right? It's self mastery. Like because I've mastered myself, I know what I want in a city. I know who I want in a partner, right? So we get all of that mastery so that we can sort of have this landing. And it's not a landing of like, oh, and then everything's great because there's never happy, There's never really a moment of happily ever after. There's no finality until we're dead. Uh, but there's a level of landing in like I'm actually here and I'm all here. So for instance, when I moved to Boston, I was like, yeah, I'm here for now. I'm not really here. Like I'm not here. I'm in Chicago. I'm uh, off in the ethers. (laughs) I'm running around trying to find Mr. Right. I wasn't grounded in my Boston apartment. And hilariously, I was on floor 11 because I I was nowhere close to the ground. Um, But now like in New Hampshire, as mother archetype, as queen archetype, I'm like, yeah, this is my kingdom." Like why would I live anywhere else? Like, of course I want to live here. Doesn't mean I don't think about like what would happen if we had to move for other reasons. But um, I'm, I'm here and I love that I'm here. Um, the maiden is like, I'm not really here. I'm not really anywhere. I'm everywhere because I want to be everywhere because I'm curious. So you get that there's this landing of grounding when we master the maiden. She is self-sufficient. She is in love with herself, in love with her life and therefore able to be grounded and stationary to have a baby. I mean, people would make camps when they were going to give birth and they'd stick around a while, right? They're not going to be having, they're not going to be hunter gatherers wandering while they're in labor. It just doesn't work that way. So all that being said, the bridge is to the mother from the self mastery. And then the mother has to actually release the maiden. So, She has to be like, yeah, um, I am not her anymore. (laughs) And that's really hard. It's like when we leave a job and you're like, oh, I'm not that person anymore. I don't work at that company. I don't have that email anymore. I don't go to that office. I don't do that commute. It's like a massive shift. It's so much bigger than the job, really. Just an example because I'm sure a lot of people listening have experienced that job shift or change or release before. Um, But the... Uh, it was actually my spiritual teacher who was, like, talking about how after her first baby, she's like, yeah, like, I finally felt like I could go out. You know, my my baby was, like, done breastfeeding, and I was going to put on a sexy outfit and go out with my husband or go out with girlfriends, and it just felt awkward. Like, I don't need to be wearing these high heels. I don't need to be wearing this, like, crop top or whatever, and, like, trust me, I have still worn crop tops since I had Declan, and I've gone out to concerts, and I've done things that are much more maiden-esque, and there's always a weird hangover after, And not even just literal from drinking, but like, why am I doing that? Uh, This feels really weird. Um, And not that it's not fun and that you're supposed to not have fun when you're a mom, but there's like a certain element around it. So like just certain situations I've found myself in, I'm like, oh, Maiden Garrett is here. Like she's still wanting to feel some of this because I hadn't grieved at all. Um, So grief this is i'm not going to spend an hour or more talking about grief and grieving because it's a unique process and it's different for everybody but if you've experienced grief you probably have your own process with it right like so they have the the established ones and psychological studies like denial and then anger and bargaining and depression and acceptance but like sometimes they come in different phases i think we all know that like you might be angry first you might be bargaining first you might be in denial first whatever um depressed first But there's this release of it. And so my teacher, Alexander, was like, yeah, you're not going to want to dress the same. You're not going to. I mean, and quite literally in the beginning, you can't. Like last summer, 2021, I weighed, I think, 15 pounds heavier than my normal weight because I just had a baby and my boobs were huge and I was still breastfeeding. And like I I had to buy new bathing suits for that summer, but I still wanted to wear a bathing suit and go out and have fun. Right. I bought different T-shirts. I bought different bras and I was like, oh, this isn't my normal style. It's close to it. But then now that I can fit into all my old clothes and that I was wearing summer 2020, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I really like this anymore. Some of them, I'm like, oh, I, I'm so glad I can fit into this again; like, it's great. And there's things that I'm like, yeah, no, not for me, and that's fine, part of the release. Um, and so some of this just naturally happens. And if you're a mom and you've been a mom for many years, you're like, yeah, Doug, Garrett. yeah, you cha- you dress differently, but like. That is shocking for some people. So if you're about to go through it or you're still in your 20s and you're wondering what it might be like, it might be startling. It might be weird. You might try to wear all the same clothes and feel awkward for three years until you're like, oh, I need different clothes. Um, And it's more than just the external, right? It's the internal like, whoa, my mornings are now dedicated to this baby instead of my journal practice. My nights are dedicated to cleaning up toys while listening to a podcast versus having sex with my partner or, um, going out on dates or going to grab cocktails with friends. And by the way, there's no, like every, it's not black and white, like, Oh, I don't go out anymore. I don't have friends anymore. I don't have sex. anymore. It's just things shift and we have to be able to welcome that shift and not miss our old self. And sometimes we miss the maiden self when we, there's still work to do left on the table. Like we didn't fully get some of the mastery and doing some of that mastery, it's like if you're worried, especially after you've listened to 43 minutes of this, that you didn't get some of that mastery and you're like, shit, like I didn't do the sexual liberation phase, which I didn't really mention that in like literally, but yeah, like having sexual libera- liberation, experiencing your sex- sexuality, trying on different things in your sexuality, exploring, um, yeah, like that's a huge fun part of being a maiden. Yeah. Um, but if you feel like you missed out on some of it don't worry it's not wrong it's not bad it's it's just that the universe will guide you your spirit guides will guide you god whatever your words are for that will do it for you through you with you like don't worry because the mother is such a sacred archetype that getting coded for that it's like a master cl- it's like a what's the word like an expediting process so like if you've become a mom, the universe knows that you're not going to survive if if you don't quickly zip up and get completion on some of the maiden mastery stuff. So either A, you'll be guided to it because you need to move through it, or it'll just do a quantum flip for you, or like, for instance, you'll get... I don't know, maybe you'll start following some random Instagram account that's all about sexual liberation and just learning about it will make you feel seen and you'll process it, right? So it, the mother, just like when you jump into a relationship, a lot of your wounds get healed even faster because your partner is like a constant mirror for you to look in and see your own shit. Um, mother is the same way. So don't worry, like, Because some of you, if you're, I don't know, nursing a baby while you're listening to this or out on a walk with a newborn, you're like, are you kidding me, Garrett? Like, I don't have time to like go back and master some stuff I didn't do. Like I'm here now. I'm a mom now. Yes, you are. And whatever comes up for you in this first year will be like an expedited processing of maiden stuff that didn't get done uh, and or... You'll be getting coded so much for the mom that the maiden will just be out on pause in the universe and it'll come back to you in your 50s or your 60s or your 40s or whenever and you'll be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go have sexual exploration. I'm going to go be daring for the first time in my life. Like everything happens on its own due time of your soul. What we're talking about is an archetype and an archetypal energy that most often we all move through in some way shape or form before we become a mother and it's a really important phase so there is grief involved when we become a mother because we have to grieve our maiden selves and she's sexy she's fun she's adventurous she's confident and or she's worried about it how many people have you heard say god i'm so glad i'm not in my 20s anymore i used to like worry about what i looked like going out to bars and you know, sit in front of the mirror for hours doing my makeup. Like, God, I don't miss that. Right. Like there's also parts of us that like the shadow of the maiden, like we lose that. And it's lovely to not worry about stuff anymore. Like that we used to be worried about. And that is a, maybe a positive for some people. So some of the things we move out of when we move out of our maiden are blessings in disguise. They're they're nice things because they're, they're shadow to everything. So if you are thinking about becoming a mom or you are a mom and it's just hard and you want a community of other moms and women in leadership, if you're a CEO trying to birth a new project or you're feeling a lot of burnout and you want to tap into the queen archetype and or the mother um, we are doing it guys. I'm super pumped about it. I know I talked a lot about it in the last episode, but you will get my heal your food and body course. That's a $2,200 course for free. When you join, um, there's eight weeks worth of modules, videos, meditations, podcasts, everything. Um, and then you will get two coaching sessions with me one-on-one and we'll meet three times a month. So um, that's going to be epic because it's a lot there going on Um, as far as frequency with meeting people. We'll be doing meditation to open up every session and we'll have accountability partners outside of session, which will be really cool. So I invite you to check it out. Link is in the bio. Um, If you're listening to this uh, and you're already in it, um, thanks for joining. Thanks for being in it. This is a really exciting portal of a group. (laughs) I can only imagine what is being created if you're listening to this out in the future. But thank you all so much for listening. As always, send me questions, send me, you know, all the things. I'm here for it all. And um, if you're listening in real time um, and it's before July, you still have time to sign up early and get an extra deep dive session with me before the uh, Mother Queen Mastermind. And look out for the interview with Jeff next week. I'm super pumped about that. Um, And check out breakup coach, coach Dorothy's episode on July 4th with me about my relationship journey. So thank you again, guys. And as always, dare to move.